Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm Soho welcome to our guest moderator tonight, John Danzi. Thank you very much. Wow, what a great turnout. Well, I am John Danzi. I am the senior product manager for GarageBand from Apple's headquarters in Cupertino, California. Very excited to be here tonight, thank you. I'm also quite honored to be the moderator for what is a very special Meet the Musician event tonight here at Apple Soho with Mr. Patrick Stump. How awesome is that? Now, uh, we're here to obviously to support Red and, and Apps are Red. Just briefly, uh, GarageBand along with these leading app developers have created these really special versions of their app directly designed to support Red and join them in their fight against AIDS. And that's, it's amazing. And what's really cool is that all the content and all the apps that are designed, all the proceeds from the sale of these apps go directly to Red's global fund. So it's really special and we're really proud to be a part of it. Thank you. So as we mentioned uh, in the opening, uh, GarageBand, we've got the GarageBand Red Loop Pack, which is a, an exclusive collection of 300 loops, bass, guitars, synths, drum loops, that you can put together and make a really cool song. And, uh, and as you mentioned, only available till December the 7th. So please check it out on the App Store if you haven't already. Um, now, something I did want to mention is that GarageBand today represents the most uh, popular and successful music creation app in the world today. We've got many millions of users um, around the world who use it to learn to play an instrument, to, um, to have, just have fun with music, or even create a great song. And, uh, and it's everybody from kids to uh, teachers in the classroom, right through to aspiring artists, to some of today's biggest hit makers. Now, speaking of hit makers, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Fall Out Boy, if you haven't heard of them, is the Grammy-nominated multi-platinum selling band from Chicago known for their creative lyrics and their fantastically catchy melodies. Uh, lead singer Patrick Stump's vocals combined with bassist Pete Wentz combo along with an incredible uh, musicianship from Joe Terman's lead guitar and Andy Hurley's drums. An amazing, amazing band. Now, their two 2013 release, Save Rock and Roll, was their gold-certified fifth studio album and featured the multi-platinum hit, I Know What Your Song, My Songs Know What You Did in the Dark. <laughs> uh, Save Rock and Roll debuted at number one in Billboard's Top 200 and was number one in iTunes in 27 countries when it debuted in April. How amazing is that? Their first new single, Centuries, from their forthcoming album, American Beauty, American Psycho, has already become a radio smash, quickly, ex quickly exploding on the top 40 chart. The track has debuted number one on iTunes' alternative chart, just recently went platinum, and the video itself, if you haven't seen the video, over seven million views since it debuted four weeks ago. Incredible. So, uh, they appeared on the cover of Rolling Stone, they performed on Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Kimmel, David Letterman, and just about everywhere else. So we're very honored to have a follow boy with us here tonight. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Patrick Stump.
Hi. So, uh, so welcome. And I have my, uh, I have my headset mic, so I look more comfortable because <laughs> this is what I normally do. Oh, that's great. So I, I did have to say, after watching the video, did you have to channel any Russell Crowe and Gladiator <laughs> for the? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It, I, I mean, it's uh, it's funny when the video treatments come in because sometimes you you know, because Pete really thinks of them. Uh, you know, he spends the most time thinking, you know, dealing with it, and. Uh, and I don't know why I don't do more because there's because there's always that thing of when it when it comes down the pipeline and I'm like I gotta be a gladiator like <laughs> like there's so many of them where I'm like I I'm not a believable gladiator or like monster zombie guy but whatever I've I've done I've done it all so honey you will never believe what I did at work today yeah right <laughs> so oh that's great well we're obviously here to talk I know you've been touring like crazy uh, congratulations on on all your success. Um, and we're here to talk about music creation technology and GarageBand, and I know you have a lot to say on the topic. Um, but before we do that, I kind of wanted to, to kind of start from the beginning. And um, for musicians, there is um, there's that moment where the, you fall in love with music, you fall in love with an instrument. I was hoping that maybe you could take us through kind of when it, what did you first start playing? What did, when did you get into it? Uh, well, I was, uh, I can't really pinpoint a, a time because I was always playing music. Um, my, my dad was a folk singer. Um, and so it was always kind of present. And I was one of those little kids that, you know, I just banged on pots and pans and buckets and things. I mean, for real, I had, I had uh, my brother would, we had these big buckets full of Legos. My brother would dump out the Legos and, and, that, and, and I would take the buckets. And he would, <laughs> he would build things and I would play, so. Right, so, did, was it, so was it drums then? Drums were my first love, yeah. That was the first thing that I ever, I mean, that's, that's really everything. Music to me is all drums, it's all percussion. Like, melody is there, but it's, I only think of it in terms of where the beat is, you know. In the in a in a harmonic structure. So. so so drums are a big part of when you're writing yeah. music today. Yeah. The major major part. So I mean, I mean Follow Boy tracks are known f to be this wall of creative energy from you know the the guitars and the beats and that stuff. But one notable part of it is obviously is is your voice. Am I right? <laughs> Thank you. So. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> so I. Did that come, the singing, did that come naturally to you? Did you have to take some training? It, it, you know, I don't think I took myself seriously as a, I mean, I still don't take myself seriously, but I don't think I took singing seriously as a thing that I do until, um, until after Cork Tree, we got just all these accolades and people were so kind to us about, you know, and, and a lot of people were talking about my voice and I'm like, I I, that's kind of, I should probably try, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the thing is that like, I was, I, I had always planned, I always planned on being the background guy. I wanted to be the, you know, the songwriter, drummer, or guitar player or something that, and we would have a real singer. That was the thing that I assumed would happen. And we never got a singer. So, so here I am, you know. You're still looking. Yeah, still looking. So. That's great. So, um, and often musicians describe, uh, you know, certainly some influential artists. Did you have a producer or a record that just kind of just hit you? Like that was, that was the thing. That's when you realized that music was going to be a big part of your life. Uh, I mean, again, because it was such a, it was such a thing for me. I don't even really think of it as a, as an abstract concept. It's just kind of this, it's like 
water. You know, I don't really know anything else. Um, so there's lots of records that I can pinpoint at different points in my life. Um, I was obsessed with Elvis Costello. That was, yeah, totally. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, all right. <laughs> that was like the biggest cheer for Elvis Costello. I, thank you. I think he um, heard you. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and so and through that, you know, a lot of records that Nick Lowe had produced uh, for for other artists, and then um, uh, I I really love uh, David Bowie. There's a lot of great records that um, you know, and there's a there's so many different records. You know, he jumped around doing you know he had uh, some great stuff he did with Tony Visconti, and uh, and so I don't know. It's a pretty wide spectrum. Motown, I love Motown records. That's like you know, in terms of recording, that's some of my favorite stuff. You know. So, um, I don't know. And that kind of crosses everything from, from my love of recording, uh, the way things sound, but also the songwriting and the performance and the voices and the, you know, all of it. Well, it's interesting to see the stages when, uh, of how musicians uh, grow. And what we often see is a musician will start to learn their instrument, and then they'll quickly move to another stage where they want to play with others. And I remember even... Yeah. In you know uh, how many bad garage bands uh, have we heard? They said you learned three chords and you got at your buddies together and you made music. Um, but then there's a point where you transition to start creating music that you think that people might want to hear. Was there? Where were you in that moment? Were you? Is there? Have you always thought about creating? music like you're creating songs that people could hear or are you just sort of doing stuff for yourself that you love yeah and then um i mean i i never thought of music as anything other than what you create you know i i, I it was always weird to me the idea of because i i feel like there's something really personal to um a really excellent recording of a song or really excellent performance of a song like now like after after ray charles uh, version of georgia on my mind or whatever like i don't really want to hear another one you know what I mean? Like, and, and, uh, and so I feel like those kind of ultimate versions of songs, uh, you write a song and you put it out into the universe. And that was, so that was always the thing was the, I liked the idea of being on the writing side. Again, my dad was a folk singer. So, so that was kind of, so writing was so entrenched in, in my understanding of music. It was kind of, I couldn't, you, you they keep, were one and the same. That's what you were doing all yeah. the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been writing songs since I was like, I don't know, six, I don't remember, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I guess the the next obvious question is at what point I guess is the recording came into your life and in terms of and what were you using and I guess do you re, do you even remember what you're using to record your songs? So I think it was Christmas. I was eight years old and I got a uh, this little blue tape recorder um, and my mom had a tape recorder and I took the two of them together and I would play one. And, and sing and record on the other while I sang into that. And then I'd go back and switch the tapes and play them, you know, and, and back and forth and back and forth until I had multi-tracks. Um, because I always thought, I was always fascinated with the idea of, of what you can do with recording, you know, with layering things. And um, I don't know, it was just an inst it was like an instant thing. I just loved doing it when I was very young. Right. So. so what was your experience like in a, in a first real modern recording studio? Ah, crazy. So the first time we got to go to a real studio, um, it was uh, Smart Studios in Madison, um, where they recorded uh, some, they, it was Butch Vig's studio, Butch Vig from, from Garbage, and he recorded uh, Nirvana there. I mean, it was a really excellent studio, and they had all this amazing gear, and we were like the 
crummiest little bunch of dudes, you know, <laughs> like, we're, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust us with any of that gear. Um, and, uh, and so we got to go around and it was just such an amazing experience, you know, and, uh, also coming out of, I'm now, I'm, this is funny now, like I'm just old enough to have seen the, the end of the, of the like tape era at studios, you know, we got to record in studios to tape, but also kind of the beginnings of, of um, you know, the rise of, of, you know, Dawes being like the dominant thing. And, um, and that's kind of a cool place to be as, a, as an artist to like have started out at exactly that time. So you know a little bit about both, you know, a little bit about, about analog recording, but you know a little bit about, you know, about, digital recording so right was there a piece of gear i guess at that stage where you really kind of like wow this is so this is the f future this is well they had a they had a 47 a u47 which is a really awesome mic they're my favorite microphone that's ever been made um they're obscenely expensive and they're very rare now to get a good one and they had this this 47 that i guess uh i guess kurt cobain had recorded on and we were allowed to see it in the basement. I was like, oh, can we record on that? And they're like, no, of course not. <laughs> no. Um, and, uh, but that was like one of those like awe, you know, those moments where you're just, you know, sh shocked at the, at the sight of something, you know. Was it glowing? Oh, yeah, totally. And, the, and I think, uh, you know, there was a halo around it somehow. And music was playing. It was a studio, but, you know. Right, right. That's right. So, yeah. In terms of recording technology, I guess at that point, what was was there a piece of equipment then? I guess at that point where you kind of felt like you could do stuff. Uh, at that point, we were still dealing with um, you know four tracks and, and that kind of thing. Um, I think the first time, and not just because I'm here, but the first time that I had a really you know kind of wow experience recording stuff. Because I, I'm a musician, I'm very impatient when I have an idea. I, I want to record it. I don't want to mess around with patches and, and cabling. I know a lot of that stuff, but it drives me nuts when it's not all set up and whatever. Um, the first time I had a really amazing experience with it was GarageBand because it was so fast. It was so easy for me. Um, and uh, quite a lot of the stuff, by, by the time we were doing Infinity and High, um, a lot of the stuff that, you know, the, the synth layers and some of the background vocals and things like that were me just messing around with GarageBand. So... Um, that was a really big thing for me was kind of, that's really how I learned to record. <laughs> right. So, so, and I guess, do you, do you incorporate a lot of loops into your, into your work? Uh, not so much. I really like, um, I, I like playing with loops, but I really like cutting things up. Um, if I'm going to use, if I'm going to utilize a loop, I don't want it to be recognizable. I don't want to, I just, I, I get excited about a sound. So if there's, um, if there's a sound, uh, maybe a drum loop that has a kick sound that I really like, I'll take that kick sound and, and then maybe a snare sound from something else and, or, you know, a, someone chanting something. I'll take one little snippet of it, you know. Um, but in general, I like to loop things that I do. I like to, I play with loops, but I like to, I like to create. I like to, I just need an excuse to play instruments. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, you know, when you talk to writers, there's, there's different camps. There's those that get inspired in random, like when they're up changing the light bulb on a ladder, they get an idea for a song. And then there's others who approach it more where, you know, they're going to get up at, you know, yeah. and have breakfast, and then they're going to spend eight hours, and then they're going to be done. Kind of, where do you, where does your workflow and creativity 
Where does it come from? I, I've had to learn to kind of be both. I'm naturally the the kind of space cadet, you know, where I have an idea and I'm like, oh, I got to, I'll be right back. I got to do this thing. Um, and that'll be all hours of the night kind of thing. But, um, but then, you know, professionally, you have to, if you're going to be a songwriter, you have to show up at a studio and have, you have to write. You have to write there. And that was, a, that was something that took me a really long time to learn um, how to do. And, and I had to develop kind of a system of how to get, you know, goofy, nutball inspired, but on cue, you know. Um, and, and so that's a thing that I've kind of worked up now, I think, I hope. Now, does your approach, how different is that to other writers that you've worked with or, or, or have seen, seen I, them work? I'm told my approach is fairly weird because it's fairly structured. Again, because I can't, I'm, I'm kind of extreme. I can either only do the like real just nutball, hey, let's throw a bunch of stuff at a wall and see what sticks, or I have to do it very, very structured. And uh, so when I'm doing the co-write thing, uh, if I'm going in and writing, you know, hopefully for another artist or something like that, I go in and I have like a very set structure of like, of how we're going to have a, I st actually walk in and I start, we start con conversation and I start writing down what people are saying as they're saying things that I think are interesting, sentence fragments that feel like they could be something. Really, because I think, um, sorry to kind of go into another thing, but on that subject, I feel like um, lyrics are the hard part, really. Because once you have a sense of what you're going to do musically in life, you can kind of do that on, on cue. You know, you, you just get really excited about ideas and you can play music anywhere. You know, I could be, actually, I got arrested once. Weird story. <laughs> um, and, uh, and the time blew by, I was by myself in this little cell and I just realized that I was, I was playing drums the whole time on the, on the little... <laughs> when you're a musician, you can't not play music, but the, I think the lyrics are the harder thing, for me anyway. And so I, when I go into a writing session, I really focus on that. And then the, the music is like, that's the last 20 minutes. <laughs> is the lyric, is it because it's, it's, more, uh, it's more personal, or is it just it's finding the right structure of, of lyric to fit with the melody? Is um, I think that it's a balancing act. I think uh, one of the things that I, as a writer, see as a... I, as a producer, when I produce other artists, I see as a kind of common mistake is you'll have a, you have a melody in your head and you start writing words to it. Right? And, that's, and that's the first thing you do is you kind of go, mm, da, 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 da. What's the, what is that? What could be the words for that? That's like, I feel like that's backwards because the worst thing you can do is when you have this awesome melody and these terrible words that you're now stuck with, and, and it's really, really hard to go backwards from that, especially once you start getting into rhyme schemes and then you have to go back and change one little couplet and you'll spend days, weeks, months sometimes on one word. It's crazy. So instead, what I like to do is no music, nothing. Don't even think about the music yet, just words. And just, and just discuss and kind of understand and find... And, and once you have a set of words that you love and you think are really important and matter to you, um, it's not even necessarily about personal, because that's some, some music you want it to be personal, some music you want it to be grandiose and ridiculous and chest beating, and some music you want it to sound like it's, you know, I don't know, it's a holiday song or whatever. Um, but the lyric is always important. Even in, the, even in the silliest, cheesiest music, I think the lyric is the most important. So when so now you uh, you you've recorded in, in large studios, but now you have a you do have a studio at home now. Yeah, yeah. 
So kind of describe what that, what your creative spaces look like at, at your home studio. It's a mess. <laughs> um, no, so I have a, I have a, a desk um, with uh, a lot of outboard gear. I like to mix up gear, so I have, I have a lot of analog stuff, um, a lot of compressors and mic pre's that I, that I like using. Um, but then I'll, then I have, you know, all my plugins and everything. So basically it's, you know, I have all my, all my gear. Um, my, I have a couple vocal microphones. I have a closet where I keep all my guitar amps and I have those amped up with a few different mics. Um, and it's kind of all plug and play. Cause again, like I was saying, I don't really like wasting time. I'm very impatient when I have an idea and I want it out. So uh, I took a bunch of time to set everything up the way I want it. And now whenever I, I turn everything on and it's all ready. So. Right. so is that where you do most of your work? Is that where most of your writing happens? Yeah, that's where I'd say most of my writing happens. Though now, you know, I mean, there's, uh, there's also, I find I write in the car a lot. I have a lot of voice notes that, you know, you can hear, you can hear, uh, you know, your destination is. On the left, <laughs> like in the you know, that's uh, that's a very common thing for me. But um, but aside from that, yeah, usually when I'm doing my deep writing, a lot of that happens in my room. Right. So, and how much writing do you get a chance to do while you know? Because you, you you know you were just on a, a pretty big tour, and and there is some downtime in between shows. Is is that time to write, or do you just kind of clear yourself? I think it depends. Around? So um, so I was. Um, it's funny. Again, the, the thing about GarageBand, when I was saying that that was such an exciting thing for me, one of the things that was great about it the for when I started playing with it was that it was fairly limiting. I didn't know all the things it could do, so I could only do a few things, right? So it was very quick for me because it was like, well, I only know how these two drum kits sound, and I only know how this one bass patch sounds. So, you know, on, on one level, it made everything sound the same, but it made writing really fast because it was like, here's my drums, here's my bass, you know, whatever. Um, as I got deeper into it and deeper into recording and, and everything, I kind of got overwhelmed and, and I kind of couldn't write because there were, there was every sound, you know, imaginable that I could, I could go for, you know? And, uh, and I think I kind of had a dry spell of a, of a good year or two while I was learning where I was really learning how to record. And it wasn't until I kind of went back to just kind of limiting myself that, um, now I can write anywhere again. I used to be able to, and uh, I'm back on it, but it's yeah, it's one of those things where when there's, I feel like T.S. Eliot had some quote. And I'm gonna butcher because I can't remember the wording exactly, but something along the lines of the imagination is never as taxed as when there are limits placed on it, you know. And I feel like when you have a box and you have, you know, you you limit yourself. Those are the times you do the most creative stuff. I feel like. Right. Now, you did the little da 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 on you. <laughs> you might want to describe what that, that means. Uh, well, yeah. So, um, so I, uh, I like to play instruments. Um, I don't really like to program. Uh, but when you're dealing in box, when you're dealing just with your laptop, a lot of times um, there, there's kind of a, that's a blurred line. And I like, I really love using the musical typing function on, uh, in, in Logic. It's kind of this archaic thing that no one remembers is there, but I love it because it's, it's so much, you know, there, when I'm, when I'm programming a, a drum loop or something like that, it's way easier for me to click that and then play it like that, you know, play it like I'm, Typing out. So you're words. just typing on the, yeah. the typing keyboard. Yeah, on the typing instead of keyboard. a keyboard. Yeah, like a plug exactly. Because you know, it's almost like 
a, you know, when I want to play a real keyboard, my, my MIDI trigger works perfect for that. But when I want to do something quick and, and easy and kind of sloppy, you know, that's, I need the, I need my musical typing for that. So, so when you are away, I mean, you've mentioned your laptop, do you use, how is mobile? Cause now we have these incredible mobile devices with iPhone and iPad. Yeah. Um, how do they factor into your, into your songwriting now? Uh, it's, it's weird because, you know, there'll be times where I think to myself, oh yeah, I never use any of that stuff. And then uh, listening to the new record, there are whole sections of guitar or something like that that I recorded in, a, in some basement somewhere, some creepy backstage in some country in, on an iPad, you know, in, my, in, in GarageBand. And that made it all the way to the record, you know. Um, so I, I think it's kind, of, it's kind of a mix. I definitely use a lot of the stuff that I... Again, I think there's something, because it's so, it's kind of limiting, um, you know, it's a smaller, it's like a more compact version of, of what you would do in Logic or GarageBand that I end up keeping a lot of the ideas because I'm kind of challenged, you know, so. So I do want to go down the gear yes. rabbit hole. All right. Uh, you and I can talk about this for hours. And I know you um, guys are just dying to hear dying it, right? to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> just gear. Let's talk about mic crews and compressors, everybody. All right. All right. But no, seriously, what do you have of... of in terms of plugins, I guess to describe some of these people, you know, there's when you when you use GarageBand or Logic on the Mac and, and you want to add another instrument to it, there is a, a types of a plugins that you can buy. There's thousands of these yeah. different things that are recreation of old synths and different things. So, in that in that range, do you use a lot of those? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. Do they ever do you ever yeah. use those as part of your recording? Yeah, definitely. I uh, once I because for a long time I was only using. So for people who don't know. Um, yeah, what, what John's describing, there's, there's plugins, um, which are kind of like extra things. It's kind of like just, you know, like the toppings on your, on your ice cream. Um, you can do extra stuff. And, uh, and there's a lot of them within Logic that I use, but then there's a lot of, you know, third-party programs and, and things, and I use a lot now at this point. It's, it's kind of sped up my workflow so much, so there's... Everything from I love the Spectrosonics uh, Omnisphere. Um, I love Fab Filter. There's Saturn and uh, um, Twin. I like a lot. Um, I love all the Sound Toys plugins. I use a lot of Decapitator and uh, Radiator and Devil Lock. These are these, these are, are real names, These are programs. The these are real things. Um, and uh, I don't know. And then in terms of like hardware gear, I use a lot. I, I like to mix you know, very in-box synthy kind of things with uh, actual physical hardware. So I have, you know, an LA-2A and I have an 1176 and I have, uh, and I, I love this, uh, this old Altec 1612 uh, limiter. I'll use that. And then I have all my mics. I have way too many mics. My wife was going to kill me every time I bring home another mic. But, but I have so many microphones and I just love microphones. There's that line, is this the last piece of gear I'll ever oh, need? Oh, totally. And, and she doesn't buy it, and I don't buy it. I don't know why I say it, but I'm like, I swear, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but my, I, I think my favorite for vocals are probably U47, uh, Sony C800G. Um, uh, I also use, uh, there's this company, Lomo, from Russia, that like during the, <laughs> during during the Soviet Union, they, they made all these microphones, and, uh, and they're great. There's this one, the 19A9. Mm. Glorious. So. Oh, that's fantastic. So 
now, when you're recording on iPad, do, is there what are you using to plug in guitars and and micro microphones on that? Are you using the built-in microphone right on? I use a built-in microphone sometimes. Um, again, because it's kind of fun having to deal with the limitations of that. You know, because um, uh, when you only have one microphone, how are you going to sing into that? Um, and you also kind of get accustomed to its kind of its its own character because every microphone has a has a different character. There's it's like its own EQ, its own compression, everything. Um, but then I'll use uh, I'll use the mic. Um, the uh, it's just called mic, I think. Right? The Apogee mic. Yeah, Apogee mic. I'll use I'll use that. I'll use um, uh, the uh, the one. I'll use that. Um, so uh, or I'll I'll. Uh, you know, plug in direct uh, with my guitar. So, um, but yeah, a lot of times I'm just cutting things up. I, you know, a lot of times I don't ever leave my iPad. <laughs> oh, that's great. So uh, I guess in this last record and now with you doing all the stuff and you have your home studio, how much co remote collaboration did you have to do? And, and how did you, and if you did, how did you, how did you pull it off? Fall Out Boy really does most of our collaborating remotely at this point. It's just so much, it's like, we're not one of those bands that really has a fun time getting in the room and, and throwing ideas at each other because we're, we all have very strong ideas. And with that, with, when you're that kind of person, you almost need, you, this is my, my space. Let me just, you, you need that kind of space to yourself to get all your ideas out. And, uh, and then when we come together, usually it's kind of picking apart what are we going to keep? What was, what was the best idea? But so basically... With any song that we do, you know, I'll throw everything that I have at the wall, and uh, and then you know that'll go to Joe. He'll throw everything he has at it. Um, Andy really is the easiest guy. He just kind of goes in and records. He's he's the fastest session I've ever seen because he comes in and he plays perfect, and then he's like, "All right, bye," um, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, so whatever. So Andy's actually, you know, we don't end up seeing Andy all that much. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I th and then Pete and Joe and I spend hours just kind of picking apart things and figuring out what we want to keep and what we like from what we did, um, and losing our glasses. And um, so uh, yeah, I mean it's at this point the recording part is almost all remote, you know. So you've been using GarageBand for a, a long time, and I and I guess the last couple of years you've you've moved to you've moved to Logic, yeah, to Logic yeah. Pro Ten. Um, can you describe that experience? And are there, are there any any features or anything in there that that you think are really really important to you? Uh, I mean, I just think the you know it's like the Big Brother. It's the it's the better version of the. I mean, GarageBand you can do everything that you want to do, but you can do it a little bit more smoothly in 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 Logic if you know what you're if you know what you're looking for. Um, and and really, I just like I love the I, I love the malleability of all the plugins, um, of all the, the onboard plugins, and the fact that you can use so many, uh, you know, so many third-party plugins with that. Um, I love the, I don't know, the speed of workflow is, is you know, I, I have a lot of, we were talking about this earlier, people that have recording programs, to them it's like, it's like, you know, political affiliation or something, it's so personal. So, so if you're a Logic guy, you don't, you know, you don't want to hear from any of the other guys, uh, and vice versa. But at the end of the day, I, I like to keep a, a, 
you know, an awareness of what all of the, the DAWs can do. DAWs is the word for it. What all the DAWs can do. Digital audio workstation. Yeah, if you don't know. Um, I like to be aware of what all of them can do. Uh, but then I, I'm a logic guy, so that's really what, I, what I'm happiest doing. And, uh, and that's the thing is that as, you know, I've, I've checked out, I, I, I won't say any other names, but I've checked out other programs. And this one does one thing really well. This one does another thing really well. But Logic can kind of do all of it, so I don't really have any reason to jump over. So, Well, we would really love to get a... This is something that we've never... We've actually never done before in, in, in a store where we would love to see an, an example of you putting a song together. Would we like to see that? Yeah. All right. Can we, can we talk you into doing that? All right. It's, uh, so we have a lot of shiny equipment up there. Yes. Ready to go. It's very shiny. So why don't it's we good. take yeah, it? Yeah, okay. Awesome. All right. So Putting on my glasses. So I'm in my, now I'm in mad scientist mode. All right. Let's see. So I guess we'll explain a couple things we have up here. So we have a, we have a new iPad, iPad Air 2 uh, connected. There we go. moving around for the camera. And then we have an Apogee 1 connected here. And you also have brought your, uh, your beautiful guitar. Yes. X my, my Stump-O-Matic. Woo. Got my name on it and everything. Um, so we're going to, I guess, just start right at the beginning here. We're we've got a brand new project here. You're going to start from, from scratch. Um, and I think it would be great if we can check out some of the red loops as well, maybe see if you can incorporate that into it, if we can give you a challenge. Yeah, um, I, 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 I love a challenge. So before we get into that, because like I said, I like to do lyrics first. Um, so we had talked about this, and I wanted to have suggested lyrics, and I think there are some suggested for me. So I'm going to be working with a, I'm a blind set of lyrics. I have no idea what I'm going to be singing. That is true. There is a challenge. We just gave you the challenge early on. You have not seen these lyrics. Uh, you and I have never met. That? <laughs> well, that's not true, but I have never seen these lyrics. So I have no idea. I, I would like to see the lyrics first, if I may. There you go. All right. So what we've, the challenge for Patrick is that we have these incredible apps for Red. Uh, we, have, uh, we have a number of them all here. We've incorporated our, our apps team has put together some lyrics. They're not lyricists. Uh, they're not Pete. But they put together all the, 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 the names of all these apps that are included in the Apps for Red <laughs> promo. And so the challenge is for Patrick. And he put together something in GarageBand and sing this. All right. I'm going to go kind of, just for the sake of, of this, I'm going to go fairly literal on this and just kind of try and find a way to sing all of this all at once. So, um, yeah, let's, let's see what happens. There's, there's some fun stuff in there that I have to sing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so generally, when I'm when I'm starting, uh, you start when you're bored. That's like the that's the time to do it. So I kind of you know, or maybe you have an idea. But if you don't have an idea, that's there's no problem with that. Um, so I'm gonna check out these loops. Uh, I actually haven't heard a lot of these, so we'll see what any of them sound like. All right, so I kind of like that kick drum, so I'm gonna drag that in. And then, let's see what else we got here. I wanna find a snare I like. All right, let's give that a shot. We'll see what that does. Uh, all right, so I'm just gonna isolate this kick drum, so then that's all I'm working with. Again, when I loop things, I don't really like to have, I wanna create things. So I'm just gonna take that much of it all right, and then let's find a uh, snare drum here. So, 
So just a quick, easy thing, just in case you've never done this before. When these are waveforms, usually the snare is the, the biggest looking wave. <laughs> this is the boring part, guys. I know, I know. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get somewhere when I start singing Kim Kardashian. <laughs> All right, so now I have my, my kick and my snare. All right. Uh, let's see. All right. Now I want to do, I'll, I'm, I'm going to build that, but I want to start with, uh, I want to do some cymbals, and I'll just play that. So I want to do like. So he's going to bring up the drum instrument. I'm going to go through different drums. I don't really like that hi-hat sound. All right. <laughs> My word. <laughs> I seem to have forgotten to delete something. There we go. All right. But that's okay because we have the, the bulk of what I wanted to do. All right. So now we have... A kind of little loop here. Let's get a. Let's do something with this kick. Let's figure out where we want this kick. So for those of you who have never been to a recording session, too, this is a lot of it. Like there's a lot of you just sitting there. I mean, I don't know if anyone has gotten so bored in this that they pulled out their their iPhone. That's like a lot of recording sessions. Right, let's do something on that clap, and then we have a loop. All right, now, one thing that I love about, the, uh, about GarageBand for iPad is this merge feature, just because it makes everything very quick and painless. So I'm going to send this out. Now this is all one thing. Now my snare is not, now I can, I can loop this easily. Now I'm going to loop all of these. And this is going to be my section. I'll kind of start with this as my groove. So. Real simple, not much there. All right, so uh, how am I plugged in on this? I'm through the... Uh, yeah, through the one. Through the one. All right, so I'm going to make a track. I'm going to open up a track for my guitar. Darn it. There we go. All right, so... So this is where GarageBand will simulate those big stacks of speakers and amps that you would typically have with you on stage? Yes. Here we go. All right. And I'm out of tune, too, which is great for you guys to so see. So while you're tuning, normally you tell a few jokes, right? Or yeah, that's usually what I do. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what people come to see, right? That's the show. <laughs> Little known fact, but Fall Out Boy is predominantly a comedy act. So. All right, so. All right, so I want to do something. Let's do something a little bit not so clean. So here he's dialing up the different amp presets and styles. Woo. All right, that's a little bit. Soft heavy. I usually like the key of D. Let's do D. Let's do something in D. All 
right, so I have an I have a little idea I like. Let's let's lay it down. All right. Off. All right. So I want to do another. I want to double this. Do same vibe, slightly different tone. something different but well, first so it's just easier to deal with I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and I'm gonna make these one track right so now I need a second part let's try see what uh, maybe something a little bit more distorted not industrial overdrive let's go let's not go there So now I have some kind of like loose idea. Um, should I do bass or should I do some vocals first? Let's do some bass. Vocals? All right. <laughs> that, was a, that was a trick question. <laughs> uh, so am I going into the one right now or is, I, is it this marvelous contraption? No, it's going to be through the one right. here. Awesome. So, so now I'm just switching my input. Do why don't I do so? This audio, audio interface recorder. has the ability to plug in the guitar, but it also has a built in microphone, a high quality condenser microphone built into it. All right, let's see what that does. All right, um, so now we have a, a volume that's kind of all right. There's your lyrics. Where do I start? <laughs> I'm going to start with this because that's just too fun not to sing. I'm so over the human body since I played Kim Kardashian. All right, cool. So now we have something there. Now, so there's a volume issue there, but. I could take care of that with some compression. Alright. Cool. Let's do another let's do another line of something. Oh man. You guys are killing me. So sometimes I do this when I'm writing, I like to just do part by part and then kind of hear how it sounds. Rather than, you know, go crazy just sitting there. Uh uh, it's all, it all works. Right. 
trying not to rhyme. They don't rhyme. So, all right, what we got? So what's happening right now is uh, they sound different because I put different filters on both of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine these and make these one track. So then they're easy to deal with together. And I'm kind of feeling like maybe, maybe this warrants a harmony, right? I mean, it's like it's such a, it's such poignant, <laughs> you know? All right, so we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a little harmony here. Right, just a little, little bit, you know. You just want a little piece of it. <laughs> All right. I kind of want to double this now. I feel like that's a little weak, so let's do two of these. So over the human body, since I played you kind of So I'm going to do the same thing I did before where I spread them wide, uh, stereo. <laughs> in this, within the stereo field, I'm going to put them in two different places. All right, guys. So now I might want some bass or something on here. Because, I mean, clearly that's mm, great. <laughs> so we don't need anything else. We don't want to add more lyrics. I mean, that's just right. So um, I kind of like playing with the smart bass. It has a fun. I love you. Did you find a good, a good iPad case? I need one. Uh, I guess not. So yeah, in the smart bass, you've got all your different patterns playing. Yeah, so I'm playing around with different patterns. Uh, so this is the kind of thing that I, I like to play. I would play in a demo, but with, with the autoplay function, it's kind of really easy to just do. Right, so I'll probably just do this. So now I have kind of a full track idea. I might want to change this bass sound a little bit. So why don't I go ahead and merge this into, a, into an audio file instead of MIDI information. And I'm going to maybe put a little bit of a distortion on it or something.
I think so, that sounds really great, so right? So here's my here's my song. I mean, I really didn't get it until Bubble Witch. Bubble That's Witch. where I, it all it all comes together. That was fantastic, Patrick. Right. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> So we just have enough time for some, some question and answer. Awesome. Perfect. When you're writing Fall Out Boy songs, um, how much will you write in the program and then take to the other guys? Um, like I said, a, a surprising amount of stuff has made it all the way from, from GarageBand to the album. Um, there's, uh, there's a song in particular, um, Afterlife of the Party on Infinity on High. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that entire opening section with all the strings and, the, and that drum loop is something that I made in GarageBand kind of just like that. So, so, and it was one of those things, I took it to Neil, uh, who produced the record, and I was like, yeah, so we'll have you know, real string players do this or something, we'll do this for real. And he's like, why, it sounds good. <laughs> so. Hi. 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 Um, my question is, Versus when you guys started out and you say you were accustomed to a little bit of the analog, do you think it's more or less of a constraint now that you have all these options in the technology and has the technology made it easier or harder to produce your music versus when you guys are in your van and you just had all this yeah. time together and you could just do? You know, it's, it's funny. I feel like we almost have too many options now. You know, it's almost, it, it can almost be overwhelming and, and kind of hard to write now and to, and to come up with ideas because you can come up with literally anything. Now you have access to every sound imaginable. Like, no matter how obscure, I, I, I can, you know, it, I can take 20 seconds, you know, searching online for Tuvan throat singing, if that's the sound I wanted, you know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of overwhelming as a writer and a producer because you used to have, I, I, when we started out, I had a guitar, I had drums, I had a bass, that was it, and my voice. That's all I had. So um, I think uh, in a lot of ways, it's trying to find uh, your own restrictions within, you know, like the, I think my favorite records ever, my favorite analog records, I think of like, uh, like Stevie Wonder Talking Book, which is an excellent record. Um, if you listen to that record, very sparse, but it sounds huge. It sounds like there's all these things going on and it's just a few instruments that he's just playing really, really effectively. And that's the challenge is finding how you do very few instruments that sound like a lot of instruments. Um, what's your favorite song that you've written for Fall Out Boy? Mm, I don't know. That's so hard. I mean, just by default, because, because I just have such fond memories of it, I'd probably say Dance Dance. Um, that was like, because in a lot of ways, I feel like that's where the, yeah! In a lot of ways, I feel like that's where the band starts to me, because before that, we were kind of figuring ourselves out, and that's the first time that I don't think we sound like anybody else. I think that's like, and so there's something really magical to me about that. I think that's where Pete really started coming into his own as the lyricist that he is, and, and uh, you know, and we were all just kind of doing what was us for, for once, you know, and, uh, and, it's been, and it's been great ever since. That's a question nobody can, can probably answer. When do you go in the shower? <laughs> are you singing there, making music, or what are you doing? <laughs> I, it, it's a common question. Um, I, uh, 
I do sing in the shower, but I don't end up singing a lot of. I never sing Fall Out Boy. It's it's kind of like um, Fall Fall Out Boy is a very acrobatic kind of like hard thing for me to do. It's like you know I, I take it's something I have to work up to every night. You know I'm singing these really high notes and stuff. So I find myself you know kind of crooning like jazz standards and stuff. This is what I end up saying because it's in this yeah J jazz. So uh, but yeah I'll, I'll sing in the shower sometimes. Hey Patrick, um, over here, over here. Hey, um, so when it came to going from traditional instruments to using the technology, did you kind of teach that stuff to yourself? Because I've got my guitars and my piano at home and I'm not really sure how to start using it with the technology, what sort of plugins or connections I need to start like using recording into the program. Yeah, totally. Um, that's a great question. Um, I was really intimidated by it at first. Um, I remember the first time I, I saw a drum machine, and it made no. It, I, I looked at it like like Zoolander at the computer. You know, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, I had no idea how to do it. And actually, uh, there's a lot of recordings of me just playing the drum machine because that was faster to me than programming it. <laughs> um, but uh, but what I ended up doing was I, w I read a great interview with David Bowie and Brian Eno about when they were making Low, which was this very, very synth-heavy record. And they said that one of the things that they did was they threw out the instruction manuals and just made noise and, s and found noises that they liked and wrote those down rather than worrying about all the specific, you know, you could go into the, into the synthesizer and spend hours and hours and hours patching in all the precise sounds that you know you're supposed to have, or you could just kind of like mess with it and see what you like. And, and that's kind of what I did is that I would just kind of, like that entire uh, Cobra Starship record, uh, Viva La Cobra. Woo! Um, there is, I'd say that's like, 90% of the synths on that record are our garage band are me just messing with the the synth patches in garage band and kind of finding my own sounds from it Yeah, just me mess with things until you like things and really that's how you learn to play any instrument You know, what I mean, so it's it's just that's the thing is I feel like people get overwhelmed by the idea of technology But it's just another instrument. It just reacts to you the way that your guitar would or your, that your piano would so. um <laughs> Thank you uh, it's I have okay. two questions. Okay. Are you ever going to get a tattoo? Uh, I don't know. I, I thought about it. I kind of feel like I, I missed the... Okay, so here's... The, the true story is that I saw a picture in an art book once when I was in, in, in like, sophomore year or something like that. And, uh, and I was like, that's my first tattoo. I'll remember this. And I've never seen that picture since. It was a... It, it, and I've, I've searched it everywhere. I wrote down the name. I've never seen it since. It's... It must, I must have written it down incorrectly. Oh, okay. Uh, would you ever make a movie? Like you being somebody? I love acting. Okay. Um, I, it's insanely hard. It's actually like, you did great, by the way. She did great. Uh, uh, acting is, is really hard to get into. It's, it doesn't really matter who you are. Like, I, like the, the expectation might be, oh yeah, well you're this big singer, so then you could probably get in and audition for things. It, you have to claw your way up just like everybody else. And in fact, in a lot of ways, you have a lot of, um, it's almost like a, a strike against you that you are in some band that people have heard of. So uh, yeah, acting is insanely hard. I've, I, I like auditioning. Um, I don't know if I'll ever get a part, but I'm okay with that. Oh, thank you.
All right. Well, thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, we can't thank you enough for spending a lot of time with us, showing us how to, a little behind the scenes and how you make your music. Thank you. Please give them another round of applause. Thanks. So the, so the new record, January 20th? Yeah, January 20th. American Beauty, American Psycho, uh, January 20th. And uh, we have a few songs online already, so um, a few songs on iTunes. So, yeah. and we and we just did a, we also just did um, a song for the movie Big Hero Six. Well, thank you everyone for coming out tonight to the Apple Store, and uh, thanks again to Patrick, and uh, good night. You too, John Dante. <laughs>